the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. And hello again. Thank you so much for tuning into Counterculture. Yes, I am your host, Jonathan Sanborn. Had a few weeks off, and I'm excited to be back in studio. Again, I have my spring in my step, but today's one of those crazy days. I'm always like five minutes late for everything. I don't know why. And I didn't even, I, I forgot my socks at the gym. Uh, you know, I just forgot, just like, I think I'm going to forget something really important today. And I've already forgotten like three other things. So I'm, yeah, it's just one of those crazy days, but I got a smile on my step. I got a bro here in studio and I can't wait to get, have a conversation with the, uh, you know, so just so you know, since it's been a few weeks since I've been, we've had a live show, uh, counterculture is really, we're trying to find the people who are help, helping our culture bu- build bridges of, of cooperation, build bridges build more compassion in our in our society and really build and lift up our culture. And so today in studio, I have filmmaker and author Craig Detwell, Detweiler. He is the Dean of College of Arts and Media at Grand Canyon. Welcome, Craig. Thank you, Jonathan. It's, Glad to be here. So, okay, I, I, he probably he's not going to like me for saying this, but he's, he's kind of a big deal. I just, oh, please. <laughs> he is, please. He's got a, he can't, he has a swagger. No, he does not, has no swagger. He's chill. But he's 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 written wrote in screenplays um, and a award winning documentary remand and uh, he's written books uh, his his books uh, I Gods how technology shapes our spiritual and social lives selfies searching for the image of God in a digital age and deep focus film and theology and dialogue done lots of TV film stuff he was professor been a professor at Fuller Seminary Biola and Pepperdine what I just I could keep going I'm enough, just gonna stop. Enough. Please. Give me the keys. I'm done. Please stop. So Please stop. Th- there's just a lot here, and I'm I. Full. So one, he's a big deal, but he's I. And we can we had breakfast like a couple months ago, and I'm like, I like this guy. Yeah, I, we were at Grand Canyon University. Yeah, we were talking about business leaders. Yeah, and uh, and we immediately connected on this question of culture. Yeah, and connection and how you build bridges. Yeah, and, and it's like we God. were speaking the same language. We totally were, and it's like, man. And so I just think I was so happy he was able to say yes on short notice to be here. So, uh, yeah. So, Craig, let's just, you know, we like as our audience likes to connect with you, we play this game called Fake News because I am the discerner of all that is true. You say two things. I will know based on my incredible insight. We will see what kind of actor I may be. <laughs> okay. I, <don't> know. <laughs> I, I can look in your eyes and I can see. I can discern. I'm going to cover my eyes because okay, I'm a bad I'm ready, actor. Okay. <laughs> Two things Two about things. me. And I'll see which one's true. Um, well, one, I speak Japanese. Speak Japanese. And and we have 12 pets in our house. Gombate okay. kurasai. Uh, so, okay. Uh, ha, ha. He doesn't know that I know a little Japanese. And 12 pets. 
So pets is an interesting category because you 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 throw in some fish, you throw in some lizards or birds, you could get that number up really quick. But could I you? Don't know. I'm going to say he does not speak Japanese. Oh, oh. Uh. <laughs> I, I was a teacher in Japan. I was a missionary in Japan, helped plant That's a church oh. in, uh, outside uh, Tokyo. And um, it's been a long time, but I've still got a little Japanese. That is really around. impressive. Because yeah. when I threw out my little – I thought I might have had you when I threw out my little phrase, the one, the, the, one of the three phrases I know in Japanese – and like he kind of arigato. He's a good, yeah. Tomo arigato, Mr. Roboto, right? That's I one know, that I know knows. that one. Yes, I grew up in the eighties. I know that stuff. Uh, yeah, so I thought I had you, but well done. That's that's a great part of your history. You didn't even mention you, you just you know grew up in Japan speaking Japan. Okay, that's really cool. Uh, so can't wait for this. But before we get into all these like questions about culture and the arts, and then the role you're playing with you ending at through Grand Canyon University. You have this is part of your story. This isn't just something like a job or something like this. This is part of your journey. How did your, your tell me a little bit about your faith journey and how like movies played a role in coming to Christ? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, one of my original role models was Humphrey Bogart. I just thought he was so cool. I loved Casablanca. It's my yeah. all-time favorite yes. film. Um, but as a kid in high school, uh, growing up in North Carolina, I I had an angry edge to me. Okay, kind of a, kind of a punk rock edge. To Got me. it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I brought a lot of that anger into the movie theater, and I saw this film called Raging Bull. Yes, and the I boxing was, movie I, with De Niro, right? Exactly. I immediately connected with this character. Huh. But over the course of the film, not only is he beating up people in the ring, he's like taking it out on his brother, on his wife, on all these mm. people who care about him. Mm-hmm. By the end of the film, he's lost his belt. He's lost his marriage. Yeah. Uh, he's basically washed up. And it's a real kind of downer of a yeah, film. Yeah, right. And the, the the film fades to black, and these credits come on, and the director Martin Scorsese puts up. All I know is this: once I was blind, but now I can see. Wow! And I'm like, what does that mean? I had no idea, uh, but I understood that I was watching a two hour film about blindness. Mm. It was a cautionary tale. It was saying, "Don't be this guy." Wow! And it woke me up, and I said, "You know what? I want to see." I don't know where to look. Don't know what to, huh? Yeah, but I, it sent me on this spiritual search. And shortly wow. thereafter, someone invited me to a Young Life Club, mm. and I walked in as a senior in high school, and I heard the words personal relationship and Jesus Christ for the first time in the same sentence. Wow. And so my whole life and work has been trying to, in a sense, understand that experience. Yeah. How can God use something profane right, right. for sacred purposes? Right. Because Raging Bull, violent, R-rated, tough yes. yep. picture. Yeah, yeah. But I was living that mm. kind of violent, tough, you right. know, life. It resonated. It's still, you connected with the character. You resonated in his journey. And it fundamentally didn't answer what what you should focus on. All it did, it provoked a question. That's it. And you know what? I think that's what stories at their best can do. Mm. You know, if you think about even Jesus's parables, right? right? They kind of open us up, and we say, "Well, which character am I, and what would I do in that situation?" Yeah. And he doesn't always say what the right answer is, right? right? He right. sort of leaves that ethical dilemma in your lap. And uh, I think I felt that after Raging Bull, I had to mm. sit with my own inner rage, my own inner pain, and and start to think about what a different kind of life would be. How do I get off that path 
and find a different route. Mm. And that mm. was where Young Life entered and, and God used Young Life. And, and really about maybe six months after seeing that film, wow. I committed all that I understood of myself to all that I'd heard about Jesus. Wow. That's, that's the mystery and majesty of God right there, right there, that he would use that in, in, for redemptive purposes. I love that. So you came out of Southern California in the film industry. And so, but, so in your mind, do you, are you see this sort of separation of your faith but, or an integration of your faith in film? Well, that's the interesting thing, right? Because God had used film for sacred purposes in my life. Yeah. I immediately thought, well, what are the possibilities you know, and, and after I went to Fuller Seminary, I applied to USC Film School. Okay. And yeah. So well, I actually, that's a big deal. I, yeah. So I actually have a, a, you know, degrees that would allow me to marry, bury, baptize, or direct. Okay. You know, like whatever <laughs> nice. you might need. Okay. Yeah, you're all set. I've got it. I've got uh-huh. it. Um, and, and because <laughs> of that, uh, I got to know people in the industry and, and discovered there were far more Christians than I might have realized mm. who've been a faithful presence, you know, working as – as writers, producers, directors, uh, working on sets, working as script supervisors, working as key grips or gaffers or all yeah. these, these mysterious okay. types. I'm going to stop everything. What's a key grip? <laughs> uh, key grip, best boy, help me. <laughs> Those are the people uh, kind of working along with the camera crew okay. to uh, kind of take care of the lights and yeah. the look, making sure there's no sun in the eyes yeah. of the – of the camera, making sure everything on set, all the movement on set, like okay. moving a dolly around. Um, they're, they're, they're usually pretty strong people okay. who, can, who can, okay. can kind of hold their own on a set. Interesting. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just had to stop everything because, you know, I, it's one of those, you, if you sit through the credits, maybe you're waiting to see the post-credit scene in Marvel movie or something like Everybody that. Everybody has a job. Yeah. And then everyone has a job. It has a reason. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, well, for those of you who don't know, USC Film School is one of the highest rated film schools in the nation. Is it correct? We've had a few people like you know Ron Howard and uh, George you know, Lucas, right? George Lucas and uh, John Singleton and directors like that. Come yeah, there. they're very prestigious. I grew up in LA. That was always the the gold standard for film and. So in our culture, in pop culture, you see God not just in film, but you see God move in music, movies and TV because I think there is a presupposition that Hollywood and the arts are evil. We're good and we need to bring – if anything's going to happen, we either need to avoid them or bring the message of light into these industries. But how is that that way of thinking accurate? Well – you can see, obviously, say in a music uh, song like Jesus Take the Wheel from Carrie Underwood, like yes. her faith is obviously there, right? Right. Um, but then when you have uh, somebody, uh, maybe a young star like Justin Bieber where you're like, I don't know, he's kind of acting up. He's a little bit crazy. He's getting in trouble. Yeah. But then what's his heart underneath it? And is there a faith underneath yeah. that? And it might take a few years and, uh, and, and some mistakes, right, right, before their faith emerges. We see the same thing with Kanye West where it's right. like uh, Kanye seems a little bit, uh, you know, a little crazy. Right. And yet he's proclaiming Jesus is Lord and he's having Sunday service. Right. So these are um, – I would say these are maybe whispers, yeah. uh, hints, uh, possibilities of the gospel emerging mm. in unlikely places. Right. And frankly, God's always used unlikely people, whether that's you know Babylonian kings, uh, yes. you know, whether it says the stones will cry out if we don't. Right. right. So maybe that's the Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then and then you know what about talking donkeys? Right. right. I, I think about somebody like Jim Carrey and Bruce Almighty. Yeah. You, you know, nobody was expecting. 
uh, Jim Carrey to be used in that way. And yeah. yet that was a great film about, you know, the possibility of trying to be God right. in our own life. And what would that responsibility look like yeah. in a comedic and actually enlightening way? So you're seeing the individual stories. You're hearing about these like there are individuals. Some, some people are highly publicized. But there's also – isn't there like a community behind the scenes as well of a lot of believers? I've been honored to be part of a community really for uh, almost 25 years of Christians in the industry mm. who are working on shows like Sweet Magnolia on – on uh, Netflix or um, maybe producing something like Madam Secretary for CBS. Okay. Uh, even The Wonder Years, the new yeah. series on ABC produced by Saladin Patterson, deeply Christian wow. and very funny human mm-hmm. who's bringing love and light into our homes. Yeah. That's so important that, that you're connecting with – I mean that you're connecting with people and people just don't know. We th- often just think those are the bad people. And I mean I'm, I'm – I'm, Exaggerating that to some degree, but there are in some circles who just people are just really hostile, hostile to Hollywood. And it's not that there are every all the messaging coming out is great. So if one is there, there can be great people. But let's just talk about the messaging because you you find not just people of God, but you also find Christian themes that are even in the midst of kind of messy messaging. That's right. And I would rather, you know, light a candle than curse the darkness in this case, right? So, you know, when you see hundreds of millions of dollars devoted by Hollywood to produce a series like the, you know, the Chronicles of Narnia or all of those Lord Lord of the Rings movies, you know, the imagination of Tolkien and Lewis was like 50 years ahead of Hollywood's special effects capabilities. Right, right. So, right. So the Christian imagination there, it was so robust Mm. that it took Hollywood literally decades to be able to bring those visions. Mm. But the the truth of that story, right? Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings. What's it suggest? It yeah. says we can't resist temptation alone, mm. right? Frodo needs companions on the mm-hmm. journey. He's going to need elves. He's going to need dwarves. He's going to need a wizard. He's going to need the trees, yeah. the ents on his side, right? And and what's the subtitle? The Fellowship of the Rings, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So it's saying you can't resist temptation. You're going to become a golem if yeah. you try to go it alone, right? I like that. That's great. And I so you probably. In, in your like academic career, you try to help students to kind of see like Christian themes and messages in in art and film. Well, yes, I've I've been both a professor at seminary, so we're yeah. training pastors right. to understand the um, religious possibilities yeah. embedded in film and culture. Um, but we're also training the next generation of filmmakers and storytellers and musicians. Mm. At, at GCU, we have all of these um, departments gathered under arts and media. So okay. maybe you want to sing a song. Maybe you want to be a worship leader. Um, you know, we want to train you as screenwriters. We want to train you uh, to understand how to how the, both the power of film and then the power of even just a shot and how you become a director and, mm. and, and how you become a, a producer. Where do you find the money? Right. Right? We right. need patrons. We need Christians who would be patrons of the arts. Yes. Churches who will support these efforts mm-hmm. and, and open up their communities and rally around these young people uh, who want to make a difference. And I've, you know, I've been honored to, to actually teach um, students who are now operating at the highest levels That's of Hollywood. Awesome. That must be, that must be uh, very rewarding to know that you've had an influence on people who've then gone into places of very important places in our culture. Well, you know, if you just look at, uh, say, the director of Just Mercy, the Brian Stevenson yeah. story, right? That was a, a, a kid who was a, a student of mine who's from Hawaii. Mm. He didn't know anybody in Hollywood, but yeah. he had a, a, a deep empathy 
a, a, a strong heart for people. And uh, after he made Just Mercy, Marvel calls him up and says, how about uh, you want to do Shang-Chi? We're looking for a, an Asian director who understands the power. And he said, you know what? I'd love to make a hero, superhero yeah. film for my kid so that wow. my children would have really? someone to look up to. That's fantastic. See, I love hearing that. This, this excites me. Because this is really the play, the intersection where we we live out our faith in p- parts of our culture, and this is a very visual, very um, what should I say, very high visibility parts of our culture is the stories and the media that we tell, and and people should be encouraged. I yeah. mean, even at the Oscars last year, there was a a small film called Minari. Yeah, it's about the Korean immigrant. Experience and it was made by a, a director named Lee Isaac Chung, mm-hmm. deeply Christian mm. young man, told his family's story and dignified the church community in Arkansas that welcomed them mm. when they moved into the community. I love and that. It, six Oscar nominations, mm. right? Wow. <laughs> and, 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 and it was Brad Pitt who executive produced it. Wow. Put his money on it. Yeah. So the possibilities, right, right of when you kind of get aligned. Uh, with a vision mm-hmm. and, and the resources come alongside, who's going to limit what the spirit may right. want to do? Right. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Counterculture with Jonathan Sanborn. We have in studio um, a filmmaker, author, and dean of the College of Arts at GCU, Craig Deitweiler. I just so – I'm loving this conversation. It resonates with my heart. And so beyond the arts, because you you have an interesting – because it's not just what we – the storytelling of parts. You're talking about the relationship between faith and technology because it's – Arts is often connected. We receive it through technology, and now the main channel is through our phones. We are getting the music, we're getting the the movies and and, and shows in our hands. We could, and so at, at any time now, we have more access to art and content than any time in history. So let's talk about that. I'm just really interested. What do we need to understand about this? Well, in in my book, I Gods, I, I got into the undue influence of companies like. Amazon and Google and Apple and mm. Facebook, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 these are the people who dominate our online life. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know that we necessarily need to fear them. We need to understand the tools right. that have been placed in our hand. Right. And so if we start to understand this uh, mobile uh, technology, this cell phone, as, as the equivalent of uh, a paintbrush, mm, mm-hmm. as a uh, camera – yeah. Right. It's it's gives us the ability in anybody's hands yeah. to both, you know, make uh, and and distribute a yeah. story uh, every day. Mm. You can post something on Instagram. You can encourage your neighbor. Right. Um, you know, to to not uh, be intimidated, mm. but to understand that God has put tools in our hands from the very beginning. Right. And tools are a comfort and they can be a consolation, right? What what happened? Why did he give, you know, Adam and Eve, right? right. Here's here's a loom. You're gonna it's gonna be cold out right. there. Right. Here's a plow. Yeah. You're gonna have to work right. hard. Um but it's also important, I think, to understand that um if you look in even in Genesis, you have uh the ark mm-hmm. as life saving. Technology. Technology, yes. It's yeah. preserving biodiversity. Yeah. It's, it's kind of keeping that original garden, right. giving it possibilities. And yet, what's the next chapter yeah. after Noah? The next thing we go is to the Tower of Babel. Yeah. And what are they doing there? They are building a platform to glorify, glorify themselves. themselves. Yeah. Right? Interesting. And so there's yeah. that temptation, right? Of, right. Of what, a, you know, how do we resist that kind of thing, which right. these platforms often encourage. Right. I think that's a great. I hadn't really thought about that. That the connection between technology as Babel, you know, from 
arced in Babel. I've in some I've put a little bit of thought into it was the idea of the Reformation couldn't have happened without the the technology of the printing press. And you think what that did to the the, the democratization of knowledge, but also the spread, but the spread of Christianity, uh, uh, the Bible translation, the Bible in the hands of people, things that we take for granted, are a result of a major upheaval in society that led to actually led to wars and lots of trouble, lots of death, and but it ultimately ended up to a lot more human flourishing. Well, and that's, I guess, what I want to encourage people to understand is in the long flow of history, Christians have been at the forefront of technology. Yeah. It was actually monks who invented clocks because mm. they wanted to know when to work and when to pray. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, stained glass was a major innovation at the time. Mm. Uh, organs were like people would come from miles around just to hear a church organ Yeah, because it was like the most majestic machine right. that anybody had ever imagined. Right. So we can do this, yeah. right? right. Um, we can lead in technology rather than just feel like, oh, the iGods, they're so powerful. Yeah. Those companies are too big. I don't right. know what to do. Um, no, let's get involved. And so even at GCU, we're teaching students in, in engineering and technology, yes. yeah. uh, training that next generation. Even as storytellers, we want them to understand entertainment technology. Yeah. What are the streaming services? How do I use this camera? How do I broadcast on the radio? You know, how do I get involved with TV? All the different mediums. Uh, we, we claim that as all part of God's world. Wow. Love that. Oh, I love this is great. <laughs> so we only have a few minutes left, and I feel like we could talk for like another hour. I totally – I'm just loving this. But you're, there's one to switch gears a little bit. This this Windrider Summit sounds very interesting to me. Why don't you tell me about that? Yes. Well, actually, this week um, at the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah, uh, we have been bringing a group of Christians – Christian leaders, Christian uh, young filmmakers okay. and, and young maybe youth ministers in training. Okay. And we've been bringing groups of like two or 300 okay. to the Sundance Film Festival with a group called Wind Rider. Okay. And the wind that we're riding, of course, is the wind of the spirit. Yeah. Right? It's mm, that ruach right, and right. breath of God. Yeah. Um, but what we're doing is, is in a sense training students to be first responders to be in the audience during the premiere and to respond to the filmmakers and understand what it is they're trying to say and ask thoughtful questions. Mm. And then also learn from them, how did you get this film made? Right. How do I get this financed? How right. do I become an independent filmmaker? And how do I come back to Sundance? Yeah. And this is what we've seen over the course of mm. 20 years of bringing students to oh, this the is Sundance a lo- this Film is, Festival. This is new. This no, is no, we're doing it. Years. It's happening right now. Wow. But it's been happening for two decades. Wow. Two decades. And so our graduates are ones who will come and, you know, make a short film. And it's if it's good enough, it gets in the festival. Maybe they'll get some more resources. Let's go turn it into a feature. Feature film. Yeah. Huh. And let's launch your career as a storyteller. So is that part of a that, – is that directly connected with GCU or just something you've been involved in for a long time? We have just brought Grand Canyon Univ- – I've been broadcasting from Grand Canyon University this week. Okay. Um, so hosting film quest- conversations with filmmakers from around the world okay. who are premiering their films at Sundance this week online. Do you, is that a podcast or something? Or is um, that- it is – it has been – yeah, we've been doing live. Oh, we've okay. We've been doing live Zoom broadcasts. Okay. So uh, they're not archived yet. Okay. But they will be. How could – like I, I, I'm hoping this provokes a lot of thought and conversations with, with my listeners and that they, how could they listen and learn more about this? So if they go to uh, Windrider Summit, if they look okay. that up or, or Windrider Forum, okay. um, that's where we gather. Okay. And that's ways to to hear more, read more, learn more. And you just came off the film a film set, right? 
Yes. So just, right so, now, so not only is he doing this all this stuff, he's r- r- dean of a college. <laughs> he's just got, he's got his hands in like ten. That's why you're a big deal. Come on, I don't care what you say. No, you're no, a that's big why deal. I'm a tired life. deal. A tired <laughs> deal. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. Right now at Great Canyon University, we uh, there is a feature film mm-hmm. being uh, being made. Uh, Grand Canyon is the whole backdrop of the of the set. Okay, wow. The whole month of January, they're shooting. It's produced by the Boylan sisters. They made uh, some great faith based films like Switched, and um, and so this is their next film. Okay, and it's directed by a uh, a native Phoenician, uh, Sherry Rigby, who you may recognize from the films Overcomer with the Kendrick brothers. Okay, this is her directorial debut, and it's a film for girls. It's wow. directed by women, and it's aimed towards College and high school and junior high girls. Really? Who are wondering. The film is called Identity Crisis. Oh, good. And it's about someone who feels, even as a freshman at GTU, mm-hmm. she feels a certain kind of pressure to keep up her grades as a science student. Okay. And balance that with her social life. And she doesn't know how to do all this. And so she decides to clone herself. <laughs> <laughs> and so like a that. lot of comic ex- yeah. escapades yeah. result. And uh, but the the message is that she discovers yeah. that in the midst of that all, maybe God already gave me what I needed. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, stay tuned. What's the name of that film? That's called Identity Crisis. I, okay, look out for Identity Crisis. And I just say I'm I'm not having an identity crisis right now. I'm having a fantastic time. This has been a great conversation, Craig. Thank you for coming on my show. Great, I mean, inspiring. And uh, if you want to get involved at Grand Canyon University, they have a fantastic program of the arts. And Windrider Summit, a lot of people can connect with. Thank you so much for coming down. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Keep up the great work at Counterculture. <laughs> thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.